You're listening to Soul Work with San, where we believe your soul is worth the work. We're on our journey to live, lead, and love better, and I couldn't be more grateful to have you here with us. Now, today's episode is a heavy but needed one. See, we're going to put our practice in action. It's time. Let's meditate and pray. You ready? Let's work. Today's episode almost didn't happen, but thankfully, I've got a support team that is committed to getting this good gospel out, even when I have my moments of discouragement. See, last week, we pushed back our practice of prayer episode after hearing about the murder of Dante Wright, and instead, we lamented through reading the Psalms and remembering that two things can be true at the same time, right? Like, we can hold space for holy uncertainty, for grief and hope by remembering the name of the Lord and finding truth in God's word. Now this week, episode is done, scripted. I'm about to hit that record button and I'm already feeling slightly relieved after hearing the guilty verdict of Derek Chauvin that was just announced. But I happened to just scroll on my phone right before recording, which I probably shouldn't have done. And I came across another hashtag. This time, it's a 16-year-old girl named Micaiah Bryant. She's shot four times in the chest, four times by a police officer in Columbus, Ohio. You ever had one of those moments where it feels like one step forward, two steps back? That was this for me. Hearing not just of her murder, but how many bullets? Fam, that took me down. Now, I know there are more details involved. She did have a knife and was in an altercation with other people. But I feel like for me, a part of my detached anger or despondency at it all is that within the past month, we've seen people walk into grocery stores, salons and FedEx facilities and take the lives of multiple people. And we've seen that excused one instance in particular by authorities who simply said, well, this person was having a bad day. And yet, and I did watch the video of the officer's body cam in Micaiah Bryant's case. There was no attempt to de-escalate, no instruction to put the knife down. Now, he did yell multiple times, get down. But between the time he got out of his car and the time that he shot the young woman four times, it was right around 15 seconds. And in that moment, this girl's life is gone. Seeing these tragedies and their young ages, Adam Toledo last week, a 13-year-old boy, hands up shot by police in Chicago. Fam, it's beyond exhausting. I don't, I don't have words for it. So last night I sat on my floor in my closet. That's where I go to God. And I just cried because the thing is we were never meant to be exposed to this much violence and calamity at the rates we're receiving it. It does damage to our hearts and minds and it can increase anxiety I'll speak for me when you're raising children with this low grade, ever present fear that you do all you can. You pour in everything you love on your children and just one misunderstanding or one traffic stop can be the last moment of their lives. Now, this is a grief that we have been holding and enduring for centuries. And even though it's 2021, 
there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. Now hear me, I'm careful to acknowledge that there are complexities and some hypocrisies in certain moments. I'm aware that there are cases where complications can arise when it comes to crimes being committed. But here's the thing, the rate that we're being murdered while others are calmly taken into custody? Bro, make it make sense. Just just make it make sense. So, fam, what do we do with this overwhelmed heart? Because we can't stay in the spiral of shock and sadness. I meant what I said a few episodes ago. We must intentionally practice joy. It's a form of resistance and it aligns us with Jesus who made it a priority. But where do you go when your heart is flooded? For me, I found that prayer and time in the Psalms, it continues to soothe and speak reminders that my soul needs. These times are most uncertain. And yet, now is not the time to wander into deeper doubts. When you don't know what to do, do what you know. And for me, in this moment where I don't have answers, where pontification is paltry, I turn to prayer and I grab me a psalm. And that's what I'd like to do with you and for you today. The Bible is true. And Jesus tells us in the Gospels that these perilous times, they would come. Through the word, we've not only been given a heads up, if you will, but a reassurance that in his time, he will bring eternal justice and make all things new. This is why we can put our hope in Jesus, because everything he's ever said has come to pass. So even in dark and confusing times, God can be trusted. I'm going to read Psalm 62 because that's encouraged me in my time of angst. I can always, always put my trust in God alone. And then in my search for comfort, I found this compilation of liturgies written by Douglas McKelvey of everyholymoment.com. And I bought the book immediately. It was such rich writing. And so I want to read a liturgy that he wrote for widespread suffering. And I think that sums up what many of us are going through as a nation. Like outrage and polarization aside, we're collectively suffering through together, whether we like it or not. Now, a liturgy, to clarify, it's a simple communal activity of worship, whether it be through remembrance, reflection, or supplication. It's simply our way of communicating with God as a community. So this will be our episode today. And as you listen to the words of the Holy Scriptures being spoken over you, and as you hear the hearts cry through this prayer, will you take the time to reflect and meditate on God's faithfulness, his goodness and steadfast love, and especially his truth? Fam, remember his truth. And remember that even in moments of confusion and turmoil, he is ever with us, drawing us closer to him. So I'm going to start with the song and end with the prayer. Cool? Bet. Let's begin. This is Psalm 62. I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will never be shaken. How long will you threaten a man? 
Will all of you attack as if you were a leaning wall or a tottering stone fence? They only plan to bring him down from his high position. They take pleasure in lying. They bless with their mouths, but they curse inwardly. Rest in God alone, my soul, for my hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will not be shaken. My salvation and glory depend on God, my strong rock. My refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is our refuge. Men are only a vapor. Exalted men, an illusion. Weighed in the scales, they go up. Together, they are less than a vapor. Place no trust in oppression or false hope in robbery. If wealth increases, pay no attention to it. God has spoken once. I have heard this twice. Strength belongs to God. And faithful love belongs to you, Lord. For you repay each according to his works. The word of the Lord is blessed. And now I want to read a liturgy for a time of widespread suffering. Let us pray. Christ, our King, our world is overtaken by unexpected calamity and by a host of attending fears, worries, and insecurities. We witness suffering, confusion, and hardship multiplied around us, and we find ourselves swept up in these same anxieties and troubled, dismayed by so many uncertainties. Now we turn to you, O God, in this season of our common distress. Be merciful, O Christ, to those who suffer, to those who worry, to those who grieve, to those who are threatened or harmed in any way by this upheaval. Let your holy compassions be active throughout the world even now, tending the afflicted, comforting the brokenhearted, and bringing hope to many who are hopeless. Use even these hardships to woo our hearts nearer to you, O God. Indeed, O Father, may these days of disquiet become a catalyst for conviction and repentance, for the tendering of our affections, for the stirring of our sympathies, for the refining of our love. We are your people who are called by you. We need not to be troubled or alarmed. Indeed, O Lord, let us now love more fearlessly, remembering that you created us and appointed us to live in these very places in the midst of these unsettled times. It is no surprise to you that we are here now, sharing in this turmoil along with the rest of our society, for you have called your children to live as salt and light among the nations, praying and laboring for the flourishing of the communities where we dwell, acting as agents of your forgiveness, salvation, healing, reconciliation, and hope in the very midst of an often troubled world. And in these holy vocations, you have not left us helpless, O Lord, because you have not left us at all. Your spirit remains among us. Inhabit now your church, O Spirit of the risen Christ, Unite and equip your people for the work before them. Father, empower your children to live as your children. In times of distress, 
Let us respond, not as those who would instinctively entrench for our own self-preservation, but rather as those who, in imitation of their Lord, would move in humble obedience toward the needs and hurts of their neighborhoods and communities. You were not ashamed to share in our sufferings, Jesus. Let us now be willing to share in yours, serving as your visible witnesses in this broken world. Hear now these words, you children of God, and be greatly encouraged. The Lord's throne in heaven is yet occupied. His rule is eternal, and his good purposes on earth will be forever accomplished. So we need never be swayed by the brief and passing panics of this age. You are the king of the ages, O Christ, and history is held in your father's hands. We, your people, know the good and glorious end of this story. Our heavenly hope is secure. In this time of widespread suffering, then, let us rest afresh in the surpassing peace of that vision, that your whole church on earth might be liberated to love more generously and sacrificially. Now labor in and through us, O Lord, extending and multiplying the many expressions of your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Fam, I pray and hope that you were blessed by this time of lament and prayer and hope today. I want to give a special thanks to Scott Buckley for the music and to Douglas McKelvey for that lovely liturgy. If you're looking for more content from me, you can always head over to soulworkwithson.com or hit me up at hello at soulworkwithson.com. You can always email me and let me know your thoughts. I'm signing off here. Remember, you're only going to hear one of two statements on that fateful day. Well done or depart from me. Let's live accordingly. Love you. Talk soon.